Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, young adults ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What's up, everyone? My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Collective Podcast. Um, it has been a while, uh, but I'm back. I'm super glad to be back. Um, there may be a possible uh, two weeks coming up uh, where there may not be an episode uploaded, and that is because me and my wife are expecting our second child, our second boy, yeah, we team boy all the way. Um, and uh, he's, uh, we went to the doctor um, last week and he's actually measuring two and a half weeks ahead. And we are, I mean, we are like 20 days out. So uh, you never know. I'm praying that uh, um, my wife just gets induced <laughs> instead of the whole, ah, crazy labor, it's happening. I don't want that moment. I do not want that moment. Okay, our first son, he was induced. Hallelujah. Um, I'm praying our second one is induced. And I know uh, if, you are, if you are a lady and you're listening to this, you're like, well, Lindsay, it's not up to you. That's right. It's not up to me. But you know what? I have faith and I will plead the throne of God for <laughs> my wife to be induced with our second child instead of just crazy labor in the middle of the night. So uh, TMI, you don't want all that information, but just give me a heads up that there may be a couple weeks uh, where there will not be a podcast episode uploaded. Um, and that's why before I get started, uh, just to give you a heads up, um, in this episode, I want to talk about, um, some of the things that we as YPs go through. Um, uh, but then I also want to hook you up with some free resources as far as, um, maybe books to check out, um, games, uh, some, uh, two games that we have tried in the last couple of weeks that actually went really good. Um, in case you're, in case you do those kind of things, um, food ideas, um, sermon series ideas and my favorite songs uh, you know worship songs that we've done uh, and uh, and then before and after service music uh, so yeah this is definitely going to be a loaded podcast and if you are not a youth pastor and you're like okay this episode isn't for me no trust me it's for you because one if you belong to a local church you need to know how to pray for youth pastors um, number two if uh, if you are a parent <laughs> and you have a child in youth ministry or you have a child that will be in youth ministry, um, you need to know uh, what to be prepared for and then also how to support. And if you are a parent that had a child in youth ministry um, that is no longer youth ministry or you've never had a child that was in youth ministry, but still you belong to the local church, you need to know um, you still need to know how to support us um, because we need your support. Maybe not financially, so to speak, but just um, being there as far as, you know, hey, um, listening to this episode, you may get the unction to volunteer or at least you get the uh, inspiration to pray. I mean, to pray for us. A lot of times people ask me, you know, what can I do with youth ministry? <laughs> and so many things always pop up in my head. I'm thinking, well, would you like to volunteer? Uh, but the biggest thing is prayer. We need prayer upon prayer upon prayer. Um, for several reasons, not anything bad, 
but the biggest thing is because we are in a we are in the role of influence and we are doing our best to influence um, students and teenagers for the glory of God. Um, so yeah, prayer is a big thing. So that's um, that. just spoiler alert. That's all that we're going to be um, unpacking in this episode. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to try to be a little bit more uh, as far as dynamic, um, adjust the dynamics in my voice because some of y'all have definitely said, Lindsay, you could be super monotone. You got to fix that. So I uh, I will do my best, but I have a super deep uh, voice. So you got to you got to keep that in mind. All right. So last night. Um, we, uh, as soon as we got done with youth service and, um, I felt it was one of those services where I felt like, um, I think this was really great or maybe I'm just, uh, in a, in a fog and, you know, it's all an illusion. Um, and I was dealing with that the moment that we prayed and dismissed and the students went upstairs toward the adult service. Cause, uh, we actually ended up going 15 minutes over. Um, adult service was already over and a lot of times the youth service that I always hold it always goes longer than the adult service there's been a couple of times where it hasn't um, but the reason it goes longer it's not intentional it's not like okay uh, we are deliberately going to make all the parents wait no that's never my intention but a lot of times it's uh, when I say a lot of times I say 99% of the time it's always God it's because we've done an altar call and kids are hungry and thirsty for the power of God and the presence of God that they, you know, that the, the altar is filled. And, and, and I'll just go ahead and cut down the facade or illusion, you know, because when I say altar call is filled, you probably think, you know, wow, they got 30 students, 40, 50, 100. Nah, nah, man. Uh, not yet. Not yet. But when I say the altar call is full, I'm saying out of 15 students, we may have 13 come up. Yes, I just said 15 students. Um, and that was a number I used to be really embarrassed by. You know, I used to be really embarrassed by four students. I used to be really embarrassed by nine students. And then the Lord slapped me one morning um, and he said, Lindsay, um, how many songs does Hillsong have? And I'm like, oh, my God, they have a ton. And they do. A uh, shout out to Hillsong. If you love to sponsor this podcast, you are more than welcome. Uh, uh but back to it, um, I was like, God, they have a whole bunch. And he's like, okay, how many churches is in uh, your town alone? And I was like, you know, here in Bristol, there is a church literally on every every three blocks. It feels like there is a church, um, big or small. It's a church every three blocks, so to speak. Um, and I know that's not just in Bristol. That's almost every town, um, every city, every state, every country. There's churches all over the world. There's songs about God all over. You know, there's there's uh, there's, there's history of it. There's seminaries, there's, there's colleges, there's universities, there's, I mean, we have theology, so to speak, all these different things about God. And, uh, and he's telling me all this and he said, and it started with 12 individuals. I got nine between nine and 15 kids in my youth ministry, nine faithful, 15 on a great night. And Jesus started this whole movement with 12 individuals. So I feel like I'm in good company. So I don't let the big numbers throw shade on me anymore after God revealed that to me. And if you are a youth pastor that has a number, you know, the single digit or barely double digit, listen, you're in good company. God did all this with 12 individuals. You are in great 
company. All right. Remember that. So um, <clears throat> back to what I was saying uh, earlier. So I, I, I was in between this could have been a really good service, really great service, or maybe I'm just in a, a fog and it wasn't. You know, so I'm dealing with that the moment that we said a man sent the kids upstairs. Uh, service was 15 minutes. Our service was 15 minutes um, longer than the adult service, which that was okay. Parents and leaders have come to expect that from me. Um, every now and then, some individuals will throw a little shade, but I don't let it bother me because I'm like, listen, we can be 15 minutes over because your child is getting prayed for, or we can get out on time and they not receive anything and then go search for whatever they're looking for in the world and get mixed up with something even worse. So I will, I'll gladly let the Holy Spirit move in our service. Um, so I'm dealing with these emotions and, you know, my mind is being bombarded with all these different things. I'm still smiling, still shaking hands, still hugging, still telling everybody it was good to see you, da, da, da. Um, still go upstairs where my wife and uh, son are waiting for me. Now my wife, she does the youth service with me. Um, and right at, uh, we start service at seven and we have 60 minutes to get um, icebreaker game, um, food if we do food, um, worship, um, sermon, small group questions, prayer, all that within 60 minutes. And if you want to know how we do that, check. Um, we have a previous episode called uh, Youth Ministry on a Budget. Um, and definitely check that because I kind of unpack how to do uh, how to do all that in 60 minutes. But um we, we start at 7, and um, at 8 o'clock, because service is over upstairs, they do an hour of power. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so right at 8 o'clock or maybe 5 after, my wife, she'll go ahead and go upstairs to get our child out of the nursery because um, he's the only child left, and most of the time the nursery worker, um, she's waiting on us to get our child. So she'll go up there, and, and, and you know by that time, I'm wrapping up youth service anyway. So I go upstairs, you know, meet my family, we leave and I'm dealing with all these different things in my head. And, you know, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in my feels, so to speak. I haven't cried or anything like that, but I'm just in my feels. And, uh, we're, we're watching TV, eating a little dinner. I changed my son's diaper, um, put his pajamas on him. We're watching the game, uh, by the way, uh, Warriors lost, um, which I was very disappointed. Um, so I'm just like, great, even the Warriors lost. So maybe, you know, maybe tonight wasn't, <laughs> maybe tonight's service wasn't a good service. Um, you know, maybe I am in a fog and I'm starting, I'm almost about to give into those thoughts. I'm almost about to let those thoughts, uh, be convincing and believable. I'm, I'm right on that edge and, uh, I get very, uh, something happens. I have to go take the dogs out. Um, so I go take, uh, I go take the dogs outside and, uh, and I realized I forgot something in the car. So, um, so you know, I go back outside. And as I go uh, go outside to uh, get something out of my vehicle, uh, that's when the Holy Spirit reminds me of what I had just taught our students. And last night we talked about attention and focus and how um, um, there is a war for your attention. There's been a war for your attention the moment you've been born. And that war, the way it starts, it starts by... Um, influencing your mind and your mind influences your heart and then your heart influences your feet aka your direction the direction you're going to go and the holy spirit is reminding me of what i have taught these kids and uh and then it and then it hits me and i'm like you know what 
the devil is bombarding me with all these different thoughts, with all these different lies. He's doing that, obviously, to get my attention. So that means the opposite is true. That means that I must have done something right. And I'm not boasting in me, but I'm uh, I'm saying as a youth pastor, and even I know uh, pastors of head churches, we deal with these things after we deliver a sermon, after we deliver a message, after we, we pray for individuals. Da, da, da. We deal with our own insecurities. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit reminded me, hey, listen, the opposite of your insecurities are true. So definitely, if you're listening to this and you are a youth pastor, let me remind you, the opposite of your insecurities are true. I promise the opposite of what the devil is telling you is true. You are smart. You are wise. You are called. You are marked. Um, Speaking of that word marked. um, So after I come to this uh, realization that, you know what? Last night or, you know, last night when I was coming to realization, I was like, you know what? Tonight was a good service. It was a great service. But when I say that word marked, um, so, okay, uh, I've come to a realization that, okay, I'm good. Service was good. God did his thing. He really did his thing. He confirmed it by reminding me that the opposite of my insecurities are true. Um, now, I could have just went on about my business that night. But in order to really bake uh, bake that cookie even more, to really seal it in, I decided to listen to a sermon. Now, this is risky because... Um, if you're like me, sometimes listening to certain ministers or sermons, you can actually end up critiquing yourself and say, well, I should have, I should deliver more like this person or should deliver more like that person. Or maybe I should include this pun or this example. Da, da, da. <clears throat> so you have to be careful when you do that. But I didn't just listen to any sermon. I decided to listen to a sermon that I've listened to over and over before. I've listened to it twice before. It's one of those that reminds me, one, of my calling, my purpose Two, it reminds me that I am called, that um, I, that uh, my existence was God's idea. And number three, it, it, it's a sermon that always inspires me to keep going, no matter what, keep going. And that sermon, it's called um, Marked by Pastor Michael Todd. He is the pastor of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, he preached this sermon at Elevation Church over in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, so I decided to listen to that sermon <clears throat> before I went to bed. So like I was up later um, and I've heard it before. So I knew everything that he was going to say before he said it. But at the same time, still there was stuff um, that I was like, man, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Wow. That's, you know what, God, you're right. I am called. I am. I do have a purpose. I do have an existence. And I, I've been I've been in this. I've been doing that. I've been I've been doing what you've asked me to do. And that message reminded me of it. So you pastors, after every service, I encourage you pour immediately try to pour into yourself. If you have to wait till your wife and kids are going to bed like I did do that. Or if you're single, uh, instead of watching TV, turn off the TV and go immediately pour back into yourself. Even if it's something you've already heard or already seen or already read, whatever it is that always inspires you to keep your head up, revisit that, revisit that moment. Because it's because uh, I believe after you've spoken, after you've done the youth service, after you've done the event, da, 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 you are vulnerable emotionally and spiritually. And that's the moment that the devil is going to strike. And you got you got to equip yourself. You got to pour back into yourself. So um, I've given you all that. Um, but also parents and um, 
and local church members that, you know, may not be a part of youth ministry or maybe just your child's in youth ministry, but still you don't really have a whole lot to do with it. Now that you've heard that, that I shared with you, now you know what to pray. I encourage you to pray, 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 and not just pray, but even maybe um, message your, uh, the youth pastor at your church and be like, hey, um, you know, I know this is the day after youth service. I just want to let you know I love you, proud of you, da-da-da, whatever it is God puts on your heart. And it don't have to be the day after you service. It could be the day of. It could be two days before, three days after, whatever it is, whatever God puts on your heart. But encourage them as often as you can uh, because we need it. So last night's game that we did, we did a uh, – I found it on the Internet. I think it was youthministryideas.com or .org. Uh, not sure. I can't remember. I found this game like two years ago and I've always wanted to do it. And uh, in my office, when I, I like to create systems, I like to plan ahead at least six months out. So, um, you know, there's 365 days in the year. I think there's like 52 weeks in the year. So I have a list of 52 games. That way I never repeat the same game every you know week for youth ministry. And uh, this game has always been on it. And I don't know what to call it. I think it may be called Dead Fish. I know that sounds bad, but hold on for a minute. All right. Um, so you have a volleyball net. Um, you can either set it up outside or in the gym. We had it set it up in our gym, middle of the gym. <clears throat> and uh, we, um, uh, you have four students on a team. So you got two teams, four students on a team. All right. You give two students a, you know, maybe a beach towel or just a really big towel. Um, and then you give the other two students, you know, a really big towel or beach towel. And then you got the other side of the volleyball net with the other team. You give them the same as far as so, um, every two students has one big towel and they're on each, they're, they're holding the towel. And, uh, instead of a volleyball, I gave them like, you know, this little rubber ball that maybe, you know, um, fits in the palm of your hand. It's like that size or whatever. Um, super bouncy. And they are playing volleyball with that and the towels. So they're literally having to pop the ball off the towel over the net. And the other team is trying to catch it, uh, you know, in the towel. Um, and that's why you have uh, four people on each side. Because if you just have two people on one side, um, then it's it's going to be hard. But it was really fun. It was crazy. Um, it was, it was. I mean, it was something else. It was, it was just really fun. Now, it's called dead fish because instead of a ball, you use a toy fish dipped in grape juice and flop that back and forth. Um, now, the game we did last week, it's called Four Corners. Um, and this was one of those uh, to help our students get to know each other even better and see what they have in common. Um, so, you know, you can do that. And literally, you can you can you can take this or leave it however you want to. Um, you can add to it. Uh, but literally, we had, you know, we obviously we chose four corners in the room. Um, so, you know, we would ask a question like if you uh, if your favorite drink is coffee, go to corner one. If your favorite drink is tea, go to corner two. If your favorite drink is lemonade, go to corner three. If your favorite drink is soda, go to go to corner four. Um, and whoever's in your corner, explain to them why why that is your favorite drink. So they're having to talk amongst themselves and, you know, tell stories and all the other stuff. So it was just really good. And we had all kinds of questions kind of similar like that. Um, and that was, believe it or not, that was um, that was a last minute game for us because our original game wasn't going to work. And uh, my wife had come up with that. Um, 
and I was like, wow, that was that was very successful because it was so intentional getting our kids to open up with each other. Um, so I would definitely recommend both of those, um, especially the four corners if you don't have a space big enough to put up a volleyball net um, and all that stuff. Um, let's see here. Um, so I've given you two games. Um, so the month of May is Salsa Month, National Salsa Month. Um, so what I did... Um, I set up a table. I uh, went to the Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree is our friend um, in youth ministry. <laughs> if you don't know that, you better know it. Um, and I got, you know, tons of plastic bowls and uh, ladles and all this other stuff. And um, bought chips and salsa. I bought, uh, I bought, I think, three store brand salsas. So I, and they were all mild. That way no parent could get on to me for burning their kid's mouth. Um, they were all mild, um, bought red, uh, bought two red, one green. And then I went to, uh, one of the good, the only good Mexican restaurant we have here in Bristol. We have several, but there's only one that's good. Um, I went there to get, um, a, like two large cups of authentic salsa is what I called it. All right. And then, uh, we had blindfolds already from a previous game. So, uh, we had, um, so literally, uh, the way I set it up, I, um, I wrote round one, on uh, however many bowls we, uh, on, on, I said, I think I wrote round one on 10 bowls and uh, round two on 10 bowls, round three on uh, 10 bowls. Now, if you have more than 10 students, obviously you adjust however many bowls you have, you know, is what it is. So, um, and I already had all that pre-made out. That way I wouldn't have to do it in the moment. I just pour the sauce in, um, had all the kids to stand at the table, I already had bowl of chips right in front of them. Each one had their own individual bowl of chips my wife is helping them uh get their chip and make sure they dipped it in the salsa which was hilarious um in round one they had to identify uh whether it was store brand or authentic uh round two they had to identify whether it was green salsa or red salsa uh all while blindfolded and then round three which my was my favorite it's uh franken salsa which is frankenstein you know you mix several sauces together and they got to try to guess, you know, what all, uh, was combined in that salsa that they was eating. And that was really fun. It was a good way to celebrate a national holiday while being creative. And, um, I got that idea from good mythical morning on YouTube. You never watch those guys. They are hilarious. Um, uh, between them and some of the games that you find on Jimmy Fallon and Ellen's show uh, a lot of those you can you can mimic uh, in youth ministry so shout out to uh, good mythical morning if y'all want to sponsor this you can shout out to jimmy fallon bro if you want to sponsor this if you want to bring me on go ahead man uh i'm, I'm more i'm ready i'm ready in jesus name <laughs> i'm just joking not really <laughs> so uh that was the food that was the snack we did um we're getting ready to do a sermon series called so will i um uh, based off the Hillsong song, So Will I, 100 Billion Times. Really good song. If you never heard of it, you need to look it up. It's really great. Uh, the lyrics are super powerful. But um, summer break is coming upon us, and it's easy for every student to 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 slack or digress in their walk with God because, you know, they're not in school. They're not around their peers. They're not having to get up in the morning. So they sleep in, they sleep in longer, stay up late, watch more. Netflix are on social media um way more than they would be when they was in school. 
Um, so we are using this time and uh, we're going to encourage the students to do the opposite of what the world says. The world says take a break in the summer when it comes to your walk of God. You do not need to take a break. Um, you know, if the stars are made to praise him, so will I. Um, that's going to be a powerful sermon series. Um, but that's an idea if you would love to do that as well. All right. So let me give you this real fast. Um, last, uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, um, the head pastor here at Judah, uh, Pastor Dale Wright, he, uh, him, uh, one of uh, the guy that's over the men's ministry and myself, we went to Catalyst One Day Conference in Birmingham, Alabama, which was awesome. But the big thing they talked about was systems and everything, um, everything good and bad is produced through a system. Um, even God uses systems. Think about it this way. Um, to light the world, there is a system called the sun and the moon. And even those uh, two elements belong into a solar system. So, I mean, everything is a part of a system. Everything's produced through a system. So I got to thinking about youth ministry. We took that home with us and, um, and we've been working on systems to produce certain things in the church. And, um, and that was one of the things I talked about last night. I even pulled out a dry erase board and I said, when it comes to goals, you need to make sure your goal lines up with the heart of God. Um, and you can, you can find that out by reading scripture, by praying and he tells you, da, da, da. um, so we wrote the goal at the top of the dry erase board. And then we started working on a system on how to reach that goal. Um, so, um, one of the, uh, <clears throat> one of the systems that I'm currently working on is, um, is I, I'll, I'll give you the goal first. The goal is I want, uh, I want the students that are exceptional to become confident in what God has placed in them, the, the giftings that God has given them. And I want them aware of their purpose. So the system I'm using to produce this goal, it's called student leadership. Now, student leadership, it's very broad. But when I say that, I'm not just talking about your average uh, student leadership that produces helpers in ministry. But I, but my plan is to implement a system that will allow me and my wife to pour into every student uh, with the goal of them uh, to take what they've been taught and put it to work somewhere else, even if that means another ministry. Now, I know that's crazy because as ministers, we like to keep everything in-house. But me, I don't believe that. I believe successful and effective leadership is replacing yourself, um, replacing yourself, setting, uh, setting others up to do what you do. Uh, and not just where you do it, but also do it in other areas. Um, so that's my goal. Um, and that's one thing we're going to be doing this summer, student leadership, really pouring into the kids that want it. I have lunch with them on a Tuesday and spend that hour, hour and a half, because listen, you got to remember these are teenagers, so you, you got a small attention span. But spend that hour, hour and a half just pouring into them, recognize uh uh, recognize their giftings, and then equip them with the right things on how to activate those giftings um, on a daily basis. And then also uh, prepare them for their next semester of school and how to lead uh, in the classroom, how to lead in the cafeteria, how to lead in the gym. And when I say how to lead, I'm not talking about how to stand up on the table and preach the gospel. I'm talking about in the conversations that they have with their friends um, in the cafeteria at the lunch table, how to effectively take over a conversation when somebody's being bullied. Mm. See that that's what I'm talking about, student leadership. Uh, so, um, so I definitely encourage you, YPs, um, whatever goal that you have that God's given you, go and start working on a system to create that. Um, and that's going to be really effective for you. Um, so definitely giving you the games, giving you some snack ideas, um, uh, giving you, uh, systems, um, 
And then obviously we were super transparent earlier talking about the emotions that we deal with after service. So um, definitely if you're listening to this podcast, if you've listened this long, let me say thank you so much. Uh, make sure you go on iTunes and like our podcast, write us a review. If you feel led to go and do that five-star review, go ahead and do it. Trust me, be led by the Lord. Um, as my grandmother would say, uh, pray for my strength, the Lord, and I'm going to pray for you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.